Hello and welcome everyone to the Almost Awesome Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Rainhirsch, and today I want to talk about what I think is probably one of the best movies of this year, and I am talking about Bad Times at the El Royale. This this movie is... It, it's one of the most tense and gripping movies that I've been in in a very long time, um, which is really good. And it's one of those movies I didn't know quite a lot about. I think I saw one trailer for it and I was already attracted to the premise and things like that. And I think it's one of the best ways to see a movie, especially this one. If you don't know too much about it, if you haven't heard of it, this is a movie I definitely recommend you just go into not knowing anything and just let it play. And seriously, I think it makes it all the better experience um and without getting too much into spoilers too fast i'm going to try and cover about uh what the movie is about general feelings and my recommendation and already my recommendation is to go see this movie go see it in the theater and because it is that good so the plot of this movie is that it takes place in 1969 at this hotel called the El Royale. And and it's one of those movies where everything is not as it seems. It's a premise that's been used over and over, but it's done in such a refreshing and interesting way. Um, where you really don't know... Everyone is not who they say they are. Um, now, initially, what I thought that this movie was going to be, like seeing the first trailer that I did, I thought there was going to be some kind of big conspiracy about this hotel. There was like hints of like maybe it would go in a supernatural direction. Um, that was one of the worries that I know myself and other people had. Um or that it hide it, or the movie would try to hide the fact that something weird is going on, because that's a big problem with trailers these days. They give away too much information when you're just supposed to go and see the movie. Um, but no, right away, um, you're alerted that something is off about this hotel, uh, and they get all that out of the way. And this is a movie that con- concentrates on the characters. And the characters are amazing. This is a great all-star cast. Uh, the cast is rounded out by John Hamm, uh, Jeff Bridges, Chris Hemsworth, and Dakota Johnson. Um, and But all of the characters in this movie are very useful to the plot. They're necessary. There's no useless characters to this. Every single one of them serves a purpose um, to this story. And the movie is structured in such a way um, where the narrative, it almost felt a little bit Tarantino-esque where it kind of jumps from one character to the other. But instead of, you know, being like Tarantino and jumping all over the place and uh, everything being shot out of order. What this movie does is 
switches the narrative, um, or rather switches to the protagonist. So, because as what a protagonist is meant to do, their actions propel the plot forward. So the narrative goes to each character, and in those sequences, they drive the plot forward. So first, the narrative goes to John Hamm's character, then to Cynthia Arvero's character, Darlene Sweet, who is, in my opinion, the main character of this story. And her performance is amazing, and this character is awesome. She's an example of like a, a badass, well-rounded character without us being told she's badass like previously. And, but her actions, her demeanor are amazing. Her character is, you know, since this is in 1969, uh, you know, she is African-American. And so throughout the movie, we're shown examples of people, you know, belittling her because she's black. Like John Hamp's character is portrayed as a vacuum salesman trying to sell and he's making all these assumptions like oh you must be in the hospitality business sweetheart um just very vague racist things um or not vague very overtly racist um and she and then we're shown an example of where she used to work she's a lounge singer uh she was doing this gig as a backup singer for this one guy but uh, he's being super critical on her, and she's saying, it's like, I can make you a star if you just stay with me. And he's, like, touching her, like, kind of, like, inappropriately. Um, and then we're then we later learn she, like, got away from that. She was just tired of that. Um, she decided to just get gigs, like, playing at just sleazy diner places. Um but at least that way she is singing on her own. And she's an amazing singer. Um, Cynthia Vero in general. But uh, the character of Darlene Sweet is a great character. And the soundtrack of this movie um, is great. It's all time period songs. But they are perfect. And she sings a lot of the songs. And she's not someone who expresses herself a lot. So through the song, we're kind of shown like what she's going through and kind of her feelings and emotions. And the soundtrack really helps with that. Um, but again, later in the movie, uh, she's put up against another male character who's, you know, another fast talker who thinks he's got everything failed, figured out and is one of the best parts of the movie where she just stands up to this guy um, but I'll get to that in a minute when I start to, uh, get into spoilers. Then there's Jeff Bridges' character who is shown off as we initially met him. He's a priest who is traveling. Then there's Dakota Johnson's character, uh, who's portrayed as a hippie. And already she comes in like on a car and she's like coming in there very fast. She's not trying to talk to anyone. She's just trying to get in, get out. So that's how it's all portrayed. And that's when we just start going down the rabbit hole of these people's lives and what's really going on at this hotel. And the hotel, the setting kind of shows – is kind of the perfect setting to show like who these people like really are behind closed doors. Um, and that's kind of like what hotels are. They're kind of escapes 
where we can just kind of get away from everything and just kind of be alone with ourselves. That's what hotels are used for, for mainly escape or for sanctuary, stuff like that. Um, so it's a very appropriate setting, an astounding cast, an amazing soundtrack, and you literally do not know where the story is going until after, like, everything is said and done. It was, and it was a movie I had to go back and watch with my brother because there were lots of little, like, little hidden things where it's like, you look back and you're like, oh my god, like, I totally... Like, it's not that you don't understand what's going on. You kind of fill in the blanks in characters' actions, what they're doing, and like, oh, this is creepy. Oh, that's kind of weird. But then watching it again, it's a movie I definitely recommend seeing multiple times where you can just be like, oh, I see what they're doing. Oh, there was all these little stuff. I can't believe I didn't see this coming. So it's it's really great, but even then it's – there are lots of tense moments where you're just like, I'm not sure what's going on or I'm not sure what's going to happen. So, but I can't say too much without getting into spoilers. So that is my recommendation. I do think it's one of the best movies of the year. Um, and definitely should go see it. Now I'm going to talk just about a few stuff that I really liked in the film. This is going to cross into spoiler territory. I'm not going to try and do everything. Um, but here we go. So already the hotel is revealed to have these one way mirrors in every room. And then there's a hallway with like a singular camera where the attendant miles, who's the sole employee of this hotel, um, is told by management to record certain people. He, if, like, someone noteworthy, like someone famous or influential comes into the hotel, they will film them in order to get some kind of dirt on them. So, and they jokingly refer to it as a pervert hotel. And that's really what it is. And you really kind of figure that out within the first 20 minutes. Um, John Hamm's character turns out to be a FBI agent who is picking up uh, wiretaps that they have in one of the rooms. But he discovers more wiretaps that the hotel is using and he discovers the hidden hallway with the camera and everything. So already we figure out like what kind of hotel this is, but in doing that, he discovers one of the characters, Dakota Johnson's character, who's named Emily has kidnapped a young woman who we later figure out is her sister and is holding her in the hotel. So it creates this like very uneasy uh, situation um, where he's like, do I get involved? Do I not? What do I do? Um, then there's Jeff Bridges' character, who the first shot of this movie is of a man walking into one of the hotel rooms, uh, who is played by Nick Offerman, uh, who was Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. And he's in there. He pulls down the carpet, or he pulls off the carpet of the room, breaks off the boards, and he hides a bag uh, down into the boards. He boards it back up puts the cover or puts the rug back over it. And then he just kind of waits for someone to come in. Then there's a knock at his door. He sees who it is. He lets him in and then he is shot and murdered. So then it cuts to 10 years later from that to our present situation with all these characters arriving at this hotel. Then we learn, then we see when John Hamm is investigating like these one way mirrors, he discovers Jeff Bridges 
ripping away the carpet and breaking apart the boards. So you instantly see, oh, he must know that there's that bag. We don't know what's in the bag. We're just assuming that it's money, and it turns out to be money. But you don't really have to stretch logic to come to that conclusion. Um, but you see him like digging through, so you're like, oh, okay, I get what's going on. Then you see Darlene Sweet. Uh, she's singing, and and it's all – when this is happening, this is an all-one-take scene. So this was all done very beautifully and uh, just showing like each of these characters like with their own motivations and how they're all like in close proximity to each other yet they're having these very different lives. There was an interesting point that I kind of had to go back and watch uh, during that one take scene where – like, they go see Jeff Bridges, he's, like, breaking apart the boards, then John Hamm walks to the other characters, discovers, like, the kidnapping going on, and then when he goes back to Jeff Bridges' character one time, uh, Jeff Bridges, who is Father Flynn in this uh, film, he's, like, standing in the hole, and his head's kind of up, and his, like, eyes are closing, and he's, like, it's almost like he's, like, oh, and Darlene Sweet's uh singing uh she's singing and we can and we can hear her singing because we're doing this from the perspective of john ham who has the privilege of having listening devices and she has soundproofed her room but we can kind of guess like oh he can probably hear her and then like just his reaction and when you realize that you're like Oh, that's that's very weird. Like he's making this very weird reaction, like listening to the singing, and you're like, that's kind of creepy. Um, and then when we see him one last time, he's like sitting up against the wall. The music has turned off in the perspective of the audience, but he's like sitting up against the wall that is adjacent to Darlene's room, and he's just kind of sitting there, and you can kind of see the wheels turning in his head. Then he goes to – because they've kind of got this little – because they introduced the, to each other earlier. They're kind of uh, polite to each other, but she's getting this kind of like creepy vibe from him, and we're getting this creepy vibe. But she invites – or he invites her to uh, the lobby to get something to eat, and they have a lovely talk. He reveals that he is suffering from Alzheimer's uh, in this very kind of heartbreaking scene where he's just kind of like breaking down. And he's – during this whole thing, he's trying to persuade her to um, have a drink. She turns it down at first but then reluctantly accepts. And then we see her – or then we see him put something in her drink and you're like, yikes, no, no thank you. Um but then instantly after we see that he – Father Flynn is smashed in the head with a glass bottle, instantly saving – and it was done by Darlene Sweet, not saving. But she saves herself, and it's like, oh, god. So that's the first really tense moment. Um, and – but then we figure out. And this is something like I had to go back and kind of watch the film to fully understand the scene I was talking about. But then he talks about – and this is part of the narrative structure of this film 
is that first it focuses on John Hamm's character. It goes like room one, then room four, and that's like Darlene Sweet's room. And then the narrative just focuses on her. So it keeps going from character to character, and each one is propelling the plot forward, even when things are happening at the same time as other events. And it's done very effectively. Um, so with... We later figure out that Father Flynn, uh, that's not his real name, but he had stolen some money with his brother 10 years prior, who was played by Nick Offerman. So they, so they stole some money with some other guy, with this other guy, and but the job goes south. They have to split up. Father Flynn gets uh, arrested, and his brother dies. But the money is still underneath the Royale. So he gets out 10 years later after he's diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so he decides, like, well, he's going to go back and get the money because, like, that's all he has left to do. And he doesn't have a lot of time left. So then he explains that to Darlene. And then they kind of reluctantly agree to help each other. Um, so I like that. That So – and going back – and watching that scene that I was talking about where he was kind of acting weird, knowing that context then, I realized, oh, he's not necessarily being creepy. Yes, he likes uh, her singing, but when he's digging a hole in the hotel, he realizes, damn it, I picked the wrong room. And he realizes, because he because of his Alzheimer's, he couldn't remember if they agreed on rooms four or five. He chose room four. Darlene chose five. So it's kind of a moment where he's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to talk to her. I'm probably going to have to knock her out to break her into his room. So it's like this person that he's kind of like like taken a liking to um, already. He's not really doing anything about it, but he, but it comes off a little creepy for everyone. But then once Darlene starts to understand him, everything turns out to be fine, and they agree to steal the money. Um, and then there's Dakota Johnson's character, Emily, who has kidnapped her sister, Rose, and, or Rosie, from this cult that is led by this man named Billy Lee, this, like, hippie commune, and the character Billy Lee is played by Chris Hemsworth, uh, with a very convincing Californian accent, and Chris Hemsworth is awesome as a villain he's someone who's he's a cult leader so he's very cars charismatic uh charismatic he's very um influential people just hang off his every word he's leading this community um and he's just talking talking he's a person who loves to hear himself talk he's very good looking he's he's got his shirt open and his abs and everything so he's someone who's like i'm beautiful just listen to everything i've got but he is a super menacing intimidating person um who feels like he needs to be controlling everything um and it's tantalizing to watch but it leads to a confrontation uh later in the movie dakota johnson um, later has to kill John Hamm's character because he tries to intervene and rescue the kidnapped girl. Um, but he kills her. She finds out that there's the, 
the she finds a two way mirror, and she find and she accidentally shoots Miles, the attendant who we learn is kind of running this hotel. He's kind of got a drug problem, and he's also trying to repent his sins, which we think is the hotel, like filming people against their knowledge. But he's like very repentant about the bad things that he has done. But he gets a face full of buckshot um, after that, and then is taken hostage by Emily. And then we learn that Rosie is kind of a psychopath. Like, she just care... She doesn't care about anybody. And that was, like... <laughs> that was kind of unsettling. Because at one point, Emily's character gets killed by Billy Lee after he tracks him down. Because he thinks of her as his property. Um, but they track him down. They Billy Lee captures all the characters at one point. Um, and then playing a game of roulette... He makes some characters play the game, choose a color, red or black, and then he decides to shoot the person that guesses wrong, and he ends up killing Emily. Uh, and Rosie just does not care about this. We're seeing examples of Emily looking out for Rosie against an abusive father. Um, Rosie actually murdered two people, and that's the reason they were uh, – Emily kidnapped her. Was to get her clear, as she's saying. And she blames Billy Lee for that because there was no violence before he came along. And he was someone who was very proponent of, or, sorry, he was someone who was very encouraging of violence. But, and that, but that Russian roulette or that roulette scene is very intense. And, like, I, I was literally on the edge of my seat during that scene. So, but then Billy Lee gets his comeuppance when he's having Darlene Sweets and Father Flynn, who have also been captured. They've gotten the money at this point, but now they've been captured by Billy Lee, and they're about to play the game. And he's starting to talk to Darlene, but at that point, she's just like... I don't care. Oh, there's also – I forgot about this part. They find a film that is apparently of a famous person, and they have enough clues in there to kind of make you wonder who it is, and maybe you can kind of get a theory about who the film is. But it's a film of some people having sex, um, and it's a famous dead person who died recently. Uh, but the film doesn't talk about who that might be, and you can watch it and get your own clues for it. But the identity of who's in the film doesn't matter. But it's probably worth a lot to the right people. So when Billy Lee asks and Father Flynn found this film and he realized how much this is worth, so he didn't tell Darlene this when they decided to steal the money, kind of leaving her out of the deal. So when Billy Lee reveals this, he's like, do you know who's in this film? And that's when Darlene probably gives one of the best speeches in the film where she's like let me guess he's someone who likes to talk a lot but at the end of the day he just wants to fuck who he wants to fuck like you like everybody else that I've met and I'm just 
bored. I don't care at this point. So just do what you're going to do. And she just cuts down this very charismatic cult leader. And he's left almost speechless. Even when he tries to get in one word, he's, she's just like, I've heard it. And it's like, oh, that's so awesome. He gets taken down such a peg. Um, so I had to talk about that. That's like one of the best scenes in the film. And, but yeah, the uh, film carries on through different narratives, showing us these characters and propelling the plot forward in a very interesting way. And that's what made it a very enjoyable movie to watch. So hopefully at this point, you have actually seen the movie. And I hope that you can leave comments or messages uh, for me either on this website, Anchor, or on uh, my Facebook page. And let me, let me know what you think about the movie. Uh, because I want this to be more of a discussion. I want this to be kind of a movie club. So, that is where I'm going to end today's podcast. My next review is actually going to be on the Netflix show Castlevania, which just came out with its second season. Uh, and I binged all of it yesterday. Um, and it's probably one of the best video game adaptations that has ever been made. And not only is it a good adaptation... But it's also just a good show in general. So I'm really excited to talk about that. But that's where I'm going to end today's podcast. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you next time.